Hey loves, I'm Marley Liss, and welcome to the Sensual Revolution. This is a global movement to reclaim sensual empowerment on an embodied and systemic level. My personal path of sensuality has not been easy. Shame around my body image, sexual abuse, and my queerness had me dissociated and numbed the heck out. It's been a big journey to get to where I am today, but I really have turned my pain to purpose. Along the way, I've learned our personal healing makes epic waves in this world. This podcast is here to remind you that your healing is selfless. When you learn to shed shame, love your body, and claim your worth, you pave the way for all people to do the same. Here, you can expect to hear from sexual educators and healers who work at the embodied level of sensual empowerment, as well as policymakers and justice leaders who work at the systemic level. It's all connected. So whether you're at the very beginning of your own sensual healing journey, or you're a sex-positive advocate and superstar, this community welcomes you. Let's come together and revolutionize this planet one loving, sensual step at a time. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Sensual Revolution. And I'm so excited to be here with Lacey Love, who I've been wanting to connect with for so long. Welcome, Lacey. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to join you. Me too. I'm so glad you're here. I've been following you on Instagram for like, I don't know how long. I feel like over a year now. And Mm -hmm. your content is just so special and it's educational. But my favorite part is like how much you embody the message that you're sharing. And I think that's so inspiring. So can you tell us and answer this in whatever way feels good for you? Who are you in this chapter of your life? In this chapter of my life, I am unapologetically me. I am um, honoring my boundaries. I'm Mm -hmm. soft. I am embracing my femininity. I am taking it easy. I don't want to fight. I don't want to argue. I'm just going with the flow and allowing myself to, to be me to be me in all spaces Mm. like you know just not limiting myself at all yeah Uh, I love that so much and I really appreciate what you said about just the choice to be like I don't want to fight and I think that maybe that is the path or the energy for some people that comes naturally but I think that often when we think about making a difference in, in the world we think we have to get up every day and like fight a good fight and so often we burn ourselves out in the process so I love that you're making a difference while embodying that rest and fulfillment yeah I feel like it's very important for me to be intentional about that like even when it comes to connecting with other people it shouldn't be difficult (laughs) you know like I shouldn't have to make it a big thing like I want connections that come naturally that feel good and feel easy like not that I need to convince or you know like push my force my way into into it you know yeah absolutely um can you tell the people about the work that you do and then tell us about what led you to that work and that can weave in like your own story and just 
any moments where you kind of realized that this was what you're meant to do? Okay, so I am a sensual self-love coach and um, I empower women to see themselves as sensual beings, to embrace sensuality as an act of self-love. A lot of times when we think about being sensual, it's performative. It's for somebody else. It's for special occasions, you know, but we don't show up for ourselves in that way. And I think it's important that we we can that way when it is time to to share that with other people you know it it comes naturally like you already know how to to show up that way i um i started my blog back in the beginning of 2020 um mm-hmm. it was a lot about self love and manifestation and in that season, that's all I was about. But I'm just naturally a sensual, <laughs> a sensual being. Like I, I, I haven't had a hard time getting in touch with my sensuality. Um, my, and I'll just share a quick little story. My mm-hmm. great grandmother, she, um, she fell and she was in the hospital in the hospital she wasn't wearing like a hospital gown she had the like negligee on a matching robe negligee and she had me do her hair like she was feeling good on purpose even in the hospital she made the like the material that she chose to wear that was very intentional and I've just always carried that with me to to make my feel good a priority Mm-hmm. And so that's what it just became more of me sharing how I'm intentional about feeling good. And um, I've, I've always taken sensual selfies and people have asked me, you know, how do you do that? Please teach me. So I started a class, sensual selfie session, um, and just teaching how, you know, you can get really good sensual selfies. But I noticed from that first class that it was deeper than not knowing how to take the pictures. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of the people in the class just weren't even comfortable wearing the lingerie or looking in the mirror at themselves and seeing themselves as who they wanted to show up in in the in the pictures Mm -hmm. or like um they would see something in somebody else and try to imitate it but it just didn't come naturally because they didn't know how to embody it for themselves so in recognizing that I decided you know to kind of to make more of my work about that like giving space for for them to connect with themselves centrally better yeah oh it's so powerful I love that story about your your great-grandmother right yeah I love that so much it sounds like you had her as a kind of role model to show you that path and I'm so amazed always when I meet people who say things like I grew up very connected to my sensuality or sexuality because I feel like for me and so many people we just internalize so many societal messages and we just feel so disconnected. So I think it's amazing that you like preserved that connection 
throughout your life. And I'm curious, do you think that just came natural to you? Do you think it was like some, some like gem of a sex education teacher you had or yeah. Um, I am a Sagittarius, so I'm a free spirit. When is your birthday? (laughs) December 9th. Oh my God. Mine's the 11th. Oh, yay. Yeah. So you get like, you know, it's a free spirit kind of thing. And um, I just, I've always just been curious about, about sexuality. And that led into being more in tune sensually, basically, for me, I feel. I, it was something that I've had to to learn to to disconnect because they're not the same. Mm-hmm. But um, I th- I'm pretty sure it just started with just being very open minded sexually. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Can you share, without getting into like Webster definition energy, but on a more personal level, like what does the word sensuality mean to you? To me, that means embracing things that make me feel good. Mm-hmm. And um, not to get into the definition of stuff, but um, my whole body, using my whole body to do that with my senses, all of my senses, my sense of touch, my sense of taste, smell. Like right now I have some incense burning Mm-hmm. Um, so that's things like that. Those are very sensual to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that so much. And thank you for even just bringing in the body because I don't know about the listeners, but I know for me, like whenever I hear someone just talk about the body, I find my breath and my posture like instantly changes. And I think mm-hmm. as a culture, we're so in our minds and we're so um, like, we'll talk about performative pleasure for sure. We're so kind of we like jump into other people's eyes and ears in order to try to see ourselves through the external world and we leave our bodies so much in the process so even just you saying those words and like maybe listeners are playing around with that I instantly find that shift of like oh yeah like hey body how are you so I think that's so it's so needed yeah absolutely one of I feel like I had this spiritual awakening moment a few years ago before I started my blog. And around that same time, I was, I was frustrated with dating and I felt like I wasn't getting what I wanted out of pleasure, but I kept receiving this message. I was seeing it all over Instagram. It would pop up on my timeline on Twitter, just everywhere. I was seeing like, you are responsible for your pleasure. Don't give that responsibility away to other people. And the more that I sat and thought about it, at first I was like, no, they need to be responsible. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. then it was like, you know what? I can be responsible by making sure that I, I feel good. And that includes my whole entire body. Like I enjoy pleasure from my toes to my scalp, like Mm -hmm. being able to recognize that, um, learn that for myself before I can hand that over to somebody else. Like it, it really just does include the whole body. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Why do you think women, and I'd say, I mean, all the humans, but like women and non-binary folk, why do we struggle so much to claim pleasure? What do you think like some of those barriers are? I think that it's a struggle because we fear rejection, um, fear abandonment. I struggled a lot with that. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, just being told no, like if they can't show up for you in the ways that you desire, like what's the next step? Like, how do you, are you going to honor yourself and, you know, leave them in the dust? Are you just going to fix yourself into what they can do? Hmm. You know, um, I think it, I think it's a lot about just fear of rejection and abandonment from my experience. Yeah. I dealt a lot with that. That's definitely so real. Yeah. And I love that kind of quote that you shared of like, pleasure is my responsibility and just how you kept coming across that message and something I've heard women say a lot and I know we share a mission in this way of like and even like we share a movement of sensual reclamation and I'm sure you've heard this a lot too this narrative that women are like oh you know well I say how how do you feel in your sensuality and sexuality and often people are like oh well I'm single so I haven't connected with that in like a year And there's this idea that it's something that's outside of us or it's a part of ourselves we can only access through like a monogamous romantic, usually hetero, whatever partnership. So I'm curious, like, what would you say? What would you say to that person? I would say that you're deserving of that kind of love for yourself. It, you don't have to give that away. You can save it for yourself. And even in the event that someone does come along that you're willing to share that part of you with, like, it's still okay to to give it to yourself, to show up for yourself in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel that just knowing that for myself, it's empowered me. Mm -hmm. It's empowered me to demand what I want from others Mm -hmm. um, to show up in life you know just being okay with embracing my sensuality like not shielding that from anything like this is who I am I love lingerie I'm gonna take pictures and post my pictures like I do this all for me Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so beautiful I love that sentiment of like I do it for me Hello loves, we're going to take a quick break from our conversation to tell you about my signature group coaching program, the Sensual Wholeness Academy. This is an eight-month program for women and non-binary folk who are ready to let go of shame and claim self-love, sensual empowerment, and somatic healing within an epic community rooted in radical acceptance. The course includes eight modules which dive into content like strengthening boundaries, claiming your true yes and no, transforming shame around sexuality, building a mindful self-pleasure practice, releasing body and genital shame, transforming trauma-inclusive sex education, empowered intimacy, the wheel of consent, and so much more. 
When you sign up for the Central Wholeness Academy, you get access to live weekly group coaching calls featuring embodiment practices. You get the eight video training modules. You get access to our VIP virtual community space where you receive ongoing support throughout the whole program. You get guided journal prompts, community to last a lifetime, and bonus workshops with amazing guests. If you're someone who's ready to let go of shame or numbness and claim the sensual empowerment and self-love you deserve, then your next step is to go to marleylist.com slash SWA. You'll also see the link for that in the show notes. So here you'll see plenty more details about the program and you'll be able to set up a free consultation call with myself where you'll receive personalized support and explore if this is a fit for you. So I'm so looking forward to connecting with you on this call. You're so worthy and capable of this reclamation. And I think that's really far off from what we've been taught in the world of sexuality and sex education and what we see in mainstream porn and everything. It's so, it's so vastly different when I think of mainstream porn. And then I think of like the sensual selfie offerings that you've created, they feel so vastly different how what are some ways like I imagine that there's people who don't even can't even tell when they're in performative pleasure versus authentic pleasure what are some ways we can start to like distinguish between the two Mm, that's a really good question when I when you recognize that your pleasures are being rejected are not being fulfilled at all when you are prioritizing someone else's pleasure um, and you're not being satisfied at all you know that's when it gets performative for me Mm -hmm. like I'll use this as an example because I've heard it a lot (laughs) Um, you know just not wanting to wear lingerie because their partner is going to tear it off in five seconds so -hmm. what's the point no, I can wear, that's performative, right? Wearing lingerie for that reason. But if I'm wearing my lingerie, sitting down, reading a book, or even just cleaning up the house, because I I can do that, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, that is, that's for me. Yeah. And, you know, I can take pictures in both situations, but um it's performative when it's all about them and it's, mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with my pleasure, how I feel, how good I look or anything. It's, it's performative when, when you make it about somebody else. Yeah, there's so much wisdom in that. And I feel like the pandemic has been such a great example of that. Like I know for me, when lockdown first started, I kind of ditched I just like wore sweatpants every day and didn't put a makeup on and everything. And sometimes that felt good. I was like, yeah, you know, this feels right today. But I started to realize there's so much joy and like putting sparkles on my face, like doing things that bring me a lot of joy, wearing colors that light me up, like feeling sexy. And it's so obvious in that scenario that it's literally just for me because like there's no one else around. Um, So that was like, I feel like a lot of people have expressed things like that in the pandemic where they're like, oh, stepping back from all the other opinions has allowed me to realize what I actually like and dislike. 
Right, because we've kind of been forced to spend more time with ourselves to even learn that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when we're in judgmental environments. And I know something that we were talking about before we hit record. And then I was like, we should just hit record because this is going to get interesting. Is like, if we're in an environment that's, you know, really pushing back against that central expression, maybe it's less safe to live in that sensual expression. Maybe it's really judgmental. Um, and I know like for you, you're living in small town America, whereas for me right now, I'm living in like the big city of Toronto, which is one of the most diverse cities in the world. So I'm curious, like what's some of the pushback that you might have received before around sensual expression and the work that you're doing? And that could be like from individuals, but also society as a whole yeah so I feel like before I even grew into this person that felt fully comfortable you know just showing up as my full self I was working a job where I I had to contain that part of me that I wasn't really comfortable sharing like no I don't want you to see anything that I do in my personal life Um, and it was keeping me small it really was keeping me small because I would show up one way in my personal life and with people that I really connected with and trusted and then where I spent a lot of my day at work I I basically showed up how they wanted me to show up. Mm-hmm. And so that kept me small. And um, <laughs> when, when you begin to not give a fuck, <laughs> basically, mm-hmm. there's definitely a lot more eyes um, looking like, are you you're really doing this? Mm, okay girl like oh you're all on the internet naked Mm -hmm. and it's like what's the difference between what wearing lingerie and wearing a bathing suit you know Mm -hmm. Um, walking around in a bathing suit I live in Florida you know so even in a small town people wear bathing suits on the weekends to the grocery store you know Mm -hmm. but go somewhere wearing lingerie and you're looked at like you know you're about to to be a prostitute or just something that they will just connect some kind of crazy story to you know um it definitely just requires me to to really own who I am and not care what Mm -hmm. other people have to say and um, also allow or not allow, but keep myself in spaces where I'm supported. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of eyes <laughs> when I'm wearing low revealing clothing or just wearing something that is fitting and feels good on me. Um, but when I can go to my new job now, they they love me for who I am. They Mm -hmm. support everything that I do. So that just really makes a huge difference in how I'm able to continue showing up this way. Yeah. So yeah, keeping myself in environments that support who I am as Mm -hmm. I am. 
Yeah, I so appreciate that you named that because I think it's so it's so empowering to hear you and anyone speak about that shift from like caring a lot and acting according to what others want from us and then coming back to ourselves and being like, fuck that. What do I actually want? It's so powerful. And then I think sometimes if we're not feeling that, we're like, how the fuck do I get there? Like that, like I just Mm -hmm. not care. And so I think that's such a good point of environments and community spaces where what you're embodying is either being um, not just tolerated, but like celebrated and normalized in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like I have coworkers that follow my page, you know, um they tell me at work oh I saw this and you were looking cute and I I was so inspired like just that it feels good and just being able to do that before I would never yeah I would have never and you know it it really truly just kept me small so I'm so glad that I trusted in the feeling to let that go Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it it opened me up for something better yeah oh my gosh I'm so happy that you brought in the word inspired because that's so much of what I was feeling as you were talking and just even picturing someone walking into the grocery store like you in the grocery store <laughs> potentially with the laundry the sexy outfits and just like standing tall and proud and embodying that is so inspiring and I always I uh, this is why I call this podcast the sensual revolution because as I'm sure you vibe with too, like when we claim this for ourselves, everyone around us receives like ripples of that reclamation. So I think about young girls watching you in the grocery store and saying, oh, I can do that. And I just think it's such a powerful point because I'm like, wow, I'd rather be inspiring to someone versus check the boxes of like certain beauty standards. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely resonate. It is a revolution. It Mm -hmm. is. And when I show up for myself this way and people see that it's, um, it is a ripple, you know, it's contagious. It gives them permission to be comfortable doing the same. Mm -hmm. Like it may not happen right away, but you know, it's starting to move some wheels in their brain like okay if she can do it I can do it too yes it's like literally the power of of representation and I think that's why I was saying like on your feed I love like the educational components and the thing that hits me the hardest is the embodiment because you're like you're role modeling it and the most gorgeous part of that is that you're role modeling it but not even with the intention of like, oh, I'm going to inspire someone else. You're like still doing it for you and Mm -hmm. it's inspiring people. Yes, I am very intentional about sharing myself and um, just being vulnerable, but also recognizing that that is inspiring like Mm -hmm. not to be inspiring on purpose but I I I've learned and I've heard you know that when I am sharing myself and being vulnerable and all of that that um it impacts people in a very special way 
Yeah. I think the world is so hungry for that authentic pleasure and sensual self-love. Um, and I find that too, like with my own platform, I do so much education. I do like justice and advocacy work and that all gets appreciated and supported so much. Um, but the number one thing I get is people being like, your dance videos make me so happy. Yes. And I just keep realizing, okay, it's like, yes, education and everything, but people are so hungry to see women and to see like marginalized communities, like feeling amazing in, in our bodies. Like it's so needed. Yes, absolutely. And you don't recognize that that's what's missing until you see somebody doing it, being it, you know, and it, it does, it feels good to, to see people just being them full selves, showing up as who they are, mm -hmm. um, regardless of what that looks like to anybody, like they're really owning who they are and how they want to show up. Mm -hmm. it feels good to see it yeah another one of the things that I hear a lot from from women is um guilt around claiming and prioritizing pleasure and feeling good and I feel like this conversation is addressing that in so many ways but I'm curious if there's anything else that you might say or offer to that person to kind of work through or reframe that so a lot of times when I hear that um, women feel guilty about choosing themselves, um, especially if they're wives or mothers or they have so many other responsibilities, mm -hmm. I just think, um, you know, when you show up for yourself, you're able to show up better for others. Mm -hmm. You can't leave yourself out of the equation because that leaves you wanting and waiting for somebody else to fill your cup. And you can do that for yourself. You deserve to do that for yourself because you know how you want it to be filled. Mm -hmm. And when you can do that for yourself, you can show up better for other people. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so, it's so real in so many ways, like even just in the most tangible ways of like, we've seen the effects of stress on our health, on the body, on our mental health, physical health, like all the ways right. versus like someone who's not neglecting their their well-being and joy and things like is is able to show up and do do things for their family and whatever and it's just like it's I think it's such a a crisis that like an epidemic the fact that we're like so taught to put ourselves last and it's all it's just not functional like it's not sustainable it's not. at all yeah it it gives you a lot of freedom once you're able to show up for yourself, take care of yourself, make sure that you're good. You have the freedom to show up for other people better, but, um, you know, just it, it's all about honoring yourself, really honoring what you want. And people aren't told that they deserve it, that they deserve to put themselves first. Like you mentioned, like 
taking care of families and taking care of their partners and all these other responsibilities that that we we put on our shoulders the weight that we carry you know it's it's not worth losing ourselves over yeah and that's what so many so many of us were taught to do just by maybe not even being taught like verbatim but when we see our mothers and our grandmothers taking on everything and excluding themselves Mm -hmm. you know that's we learn to do the same Mm -hmm. and they didn't deserve that either they didn't deserve to not be able to take care of themselves yeah there's so much beauty and just valuing our relationship with ourself so much and I can just I can just really feel it and your energy and everything you say and it's so it's so beautiful and it's so needed and I know that the listeners are receiving that too so yeah just appreciating you so much something like on a related note that I hear a lot too is like this narrative of um like stay humble, don't brag, um, don't rub your wins and your joy and pleasure in other people's faces. Like um, this idea that it's rude to be embodying pleasure and joy if someone else or anyone in the world is struggling, Um, which is so ridiculous because we're, like I always say, they're, is going to be a funeral and a birthday party happening in the world at the same time at all times. And if our narrative is like, I can't feel pleasure if anyone else is suffering. I think there's this idea that like, you're kind of an asshole if you feel pleasure while anyone else is struggling. So I'd love to like speak for you to speak to that a bit and just share some thoughts or reframes around that. So that is such a, I didn't even recognize that that how connected that is but that's just another way for people to try to keep you small Mm -hmm. by not allowing you to celebrate and enjoy pleasure for someone else's because of someone else's lows like so I do these gratitude parties on Wednesday and I celebrate everything that I'm grateful for and have people come in and join me. And something that I'm just very intentional about sharing is the things that I'm grateful for have nothing to do with with what anyone else lacks. Mm. And that can be the same for pleasure. Like me enjoying pleasure has nothing to do with anyone else's what anyone else lacks in pleasure like I want myself to feel good this is me showing up for myself and I deserve to celebrate that Mm -hmm. I deserve to be in that I deserve to feel it yeah you know like Mm -hmm. they deserve to feel it too I want everybody to feel as good as I feel and you, people seeing me feel good and be intentional about my feel good gives them permission to, to feel good too. Like you don't have to always feel bad. There's a balance, like a lot, give yourself permission to feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This feels like such a needed conversation. And something I've been noticing lately is like this kind of pendulum swing. So I feel like what happened, especially with a really amazing mental health awareness that's like 
really grown in the past, I don't know, decade or two. Like there's been an amazing growth of awareness around mental health. And I feel like a big part of that is that we're all aware, a lot of us are aware that, oh, wow, we've been asked to suppress our sadness and anger in so many ways. And that's bullshit. And like, let's start creating spaces for us to feel sad and angry, which is amazing. I am worried that as a result of that, instead of instead of striving for wholeness, we've been like, fuck, like joy and like, fuck toxic positivity, right? Like that term, which again, I agree with fuck toxic positive positivity. I'm like, we shouldn't be performing. We shouldn't be performing pleasure. But I, I am worried <laughs> that there's like a disconnect from pleasure and almost this like kind of emotional hierarchy forming that's like, oh, joy and pleasure is not as courageous or it's not as valuable or it's not as deep as like some other emotions. So I just, I think there's like some shame around pleasure that's that's growing kind of intensely. And this idea that it's like, not genuine but it's bypassing it's like a result of bypassing but I think like justice for genuine pleasure like (laughs) it's it's so needed I feel that when we are intentional about feeling good and being aware of how things feel again in our bodies this isn't just giving me awareness of the good feelings. Mm-hmm. It's allowing me to be aware of what doesn't feel good to me. And as a result, I am able to feel what doesn't feel good to me and let it go. Mm-hmm. I can release these feelings that I don't want to have, but it's like, it's bringing awareness to those feelings. And it's like, it's all genuine. Like I'm just, I'm being, I'd rather feel good than bad, (laughs) simply (laughs) put. But it's like, because I've given myself the permission and the space to feel good, I also am feeling bad. Like there's just, there's not, one feeling you know Mm -hmm. there's like pleasure isn't the end all be all but when you allow yourself to feel pleasure you're going to allow yourself and give yourself permission to feel anything else as well yeah um and that to me is what separates it from kind of being performative and you know like inauthentic I guess, because as much as I feel good, like there's days where I don't feel as good, but I give myself that space too. Hello loves, just jumping in to tell you about the 2S LGBTQIA plus community space that Eva Bloom and myself have created. The Fuck Compet Support Club is an epic space to connect with fellow queer and questioning humans, to build community and to process Compet, which is short for compulsory heterosexuality. 
This space is just $10 per month and you'll get access to a guided monthly Zoom call and an ongoing Discord space for connection. There's always so much gorgeous community and chats happening in that space. So go to patreon.com slash fuckcompetsupportclub spelled as I said it, but minus the U in fuck, or to make things easy for yourself, just click the link in the show notes. Here you'll find more details and you'll be able to join there. We'd love to welcome you in, whether you've been out for years, are exploring new depths of your queerness, or are questioning your sexuality right now, this space is for you. You truly do belong, and we'd be so excited to welcome you into the club. Yeah, it's so important. And what I hear in that is just like a really deep presence in the body. And it's so, it's like, if we look at trauma response and everything, presence in the body is one of the most powerful ways to shift out of trauma response and to tell our brains that we're safe, like just noticing our feet, breathing into our bellies in a way that means we're not like sucking in in order to like kill for someone else. Like these are, these are all ways that our brain gets signals of how safe we are. So it's like, it really is such deep work and it happens in a fun way. Like there's definitely like moments of grief and anger and all the feels for sure. But the fact that we can like access so much healing and a sense of safety through central selfie sessions is really (laughs) absolutely it definitely like it's it's fun and it's exciting but the point of it is to be able to see yourself as a sensual being Mm -hmm. and there's work in that it doesn't come you know just the night of the class I just give you the tools to to do the work on Mm -hmm. your own and um yeah it can absolutely be very healing if you if you allow it to Mm -hmm. yeah can you and if you don't feel like sharing this you totally don't have to but can you give us like a a few steps that we could use in order to play around with sensual selfies yeah yeah so I have a few rules for taking sensual selfies so I'll share those and I think that will be a big first step good help to start Mm -hmm. so the first rule is to to go into your your selfie taking session with a positive mindset what you see is going to be what you feel or rather what you feel is what you will see So a lot of times I hear, oh, I feel awkward. I feel crazy. I feel silly doing this. Well, that's what you're going to see when you take your pictures. Mm -hmm. So, you know, get into the feeling that, oh, I feel good. I look good. I love what I see. And so that's where the work comes in. What do you, what can you do to make yourself feel good before you even start taking these pictures? Mm -hmm. So that's the first rule. What you feel is what you will see. Um, The second rule that I have for taking sensual selfies is to stay in the flow. And what I mean by this is a lot of times while we're taking our selfies, we stop to look at each picture to Mm -hmm. see how it looks. Mm -hmm. 
so when we've done all this to feel good we don't like the pictures like oh I don't like this I'll try again and Mm -hmm. so now you brought your energy down you're not on that same level so you take another one you look at it again and you're bringing yourself down each time you don't like the picture so when you stay in the flow just continue clicking your pictures taking your pictures don't worry about what you see yet you know you can review them after the fact Mm -hmm. there's times where I will spend 30 minutes to 45 minutes taking tons of selfies and probably like three (laughs) you know like it's going to happen that I don't like all of them but in that moment you couldn't tell me anything Mm -hmm. I felt amazing I felt like I looked amazing at all of them and really that is the point of it to know that I can feel good that I can create this space to feel good yeah and then my last rule for taking central selfies is to just have fun with it and that sounds simple but when we get out of our heads about how perfect these pictures should look and allow ourselves to have fun, to laugh, and to smile, those are going to be some of the best pictures that you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are my three rules for taking sensual selfies. I share that in all of my sensual selfie sessions, and um, I feel like it really allows everyone to, to start seeing themselves. Mm -hmm. and to not be limited by what they think these pictures are supposed to be to what they're supposed to look like yeah I'm obsessed with this thank you for sharing with us I'm like totally gonna go lingerie online shopping and like take so many pictures after this interview I'm like cancel my (laughs) calls I'm busy (laughs) I love that have some fun with it yeah, I really love how like like clearly you shared and emphasized the importance of like the actual feeling you have while you take the pictures is the point, not necessarily like the goal of getting a good picture. And I just think that's so wonderfully like meta and such a microcosm of life and of sex as well. Like it's the journey, mm-hmm. not the destination. Like sometimes we get so obsessed with a goal same thing like we could apply that like that wisdom to so many things including like working out or something like not doing it for like a certain number on the scale but doing it because you're like oh I want to move my body in a way that feels good and like boost endorphins and feel empowered and like yeah I just I think that's so wise and applicable to so many areas of life yeah and actually I I never even thought about putting that in other places in life but it it works it definitely fits yeah yeah that's so fun I am so I'm not even gonna say I'm hopeful I know that people listening to this are going to be inspired to take sensual selfies and if you do feel free to tag us because it'll be so fun and like joyful yes please do yeah um is there anything else that you feel inspired to share with us today or to share with anyone like words of inspiration around this whole sensual self-love journey 
Um, I will just say that everybody listening um, is deserving of pleasure, um, deserving of feeling good, of owning their feel good. And it may take some work to even start giving yourself the space to do it. But the mindset of believing you're deserving is is where it really all starts. Mm -hmm. So I just affirm that we're all deserving of this. Yes. Oh my gosh. Love. Um, I'm, (laughs) I was so present with you and part of me was like, can we have a central Sagittarius party next December? Like, I feel like we have to have some kind of event for like central Sagittarius (laughs) self-love. Yes, I'm with it. (laughs) Um, So amazing. And then what's way, what's one way that you're going to connect with central self-love today? I am going to take a bubble bath today. Um, It's my day off (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I haven't really allowed myself. I've been on the road um, every weekend. I've been traveling. So this is kind of the first day that I get to really sit in my space and chill. So I'm going to take a bubble bath, relax, Mm -hmm. um, use some lavender essential oils, um, allow the the smell to arouse my sense of smell <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. and um you know just relax that's how I'm gonna do it and then of course my favorite way um moisturizing my body <laughs> yeah ah oh, love yes so much so much like um simplicity and sensuality as connecting with the senses like okay I get like you outlined it so well touch smell like the visual and the selfies like it's so I think sometimes we make it very complex we're like how do I connect with this thing of that is sensuality what does that even mean and it's like bringing it down to the senses can be so helpful and also the genius and importance of even having a day off and scheduling a day off to have that quality time with yourself like so much wisdom in that as well yeah and just allowing myself to rest um unapologetically like not guilt-free guilt-free rest you know that's huge (laughs) that's so important that's a huge one like that yeah but let that be inspiration for all of us. Thank you so much for sharing everything that you've shared today and for embodying what you do in the world and like being that role model for so many of us. How can people connect with you and connect with your work? So I am on Instagram at Lacey Love and that's L-A-Y-C-I Love. Um, most of what I do is on Instagram. I am also on Facebook at Lacey Love, um, but mostly find me on Instagram. I'm posting regularly. My stories are filled with inspiration on how we can just become our best selves and even some tips on, you know, embracing sensuality. And um, I think that's about it. Instagram is going to be the best way to see what I got going on. Amazing. And if we like link in bio for your sensual selfie 
I feel like a lot of people are going to want to do that. <laughs> Where can yeah, we so I've I was trying to take a break on doing the virtual sensual selfies because I wanted to do um, a tour, you know, do it in person. But I think with COVID kind of going back rampant, you know, it slowed down a little bit, but now it's back <laughs> like wildfire. So I think it's it's going to be a good idea to bring it back virtual so yeah. I can reach more people. Yes. So everyone follow Lacey. Also, for anyone who's listening, like Lacey's wearing these fabulous earrings that literally say Lacey love, like Lacey on one hoop and love on the other. And I'm just, I just love that so much. I'm just like, people need to know. (laughs) And I've actually been admiring your earrings too. Every time you move your hair, like they're so cool. (laughs) Thank you. They're like my sparkly lightning bolt earrings that make me feel kind of like superhero like cartoon character vibes thank you yes they're so fun (laughs) oh my gosh I did do arts and crafts with my friend last night and we made vulva earrings from clay oh that's fun it was really good it was really good oh that's so cool (laughs) yeah I feel like for listeners too like even just connecting with um intention like even you just hitting play on this episode helps you connect with this energy right away. Like I felt that this morning, I was like, oh, doing an interview with Lacey, Central Self-Love Coach this morning. And even like the way I got ready, like choosing to put on these earrings and putting some like sparkly eyeshadow. And I was like, just so much more connected to my own sensual energy through those resources. So I know that people can feel that through this episode and just like, encouragement to keep following people who help you connect with that and listening to podcasts and watching media that helps you access that yeah yeah yes absolutely I think that's so important to connect yourself with the people that are in line aligned with what you desire for yourself Mm mm-hmm Yes. Thank you so much for coming on, Lacey, and for sharing with us. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for having me.